0: Hello and welcome to the Fabulous by Design Podcast. I'm your host Evie. I am excited you are listening today. This show inspires and empowers you to take the next step towards a life you can't stop thinking about. I am bringing in people from all over the world with authentic and inspiring stories. People who changed their lives from good to better, from miserable to great, turned strategy into hope, and became successful entrepreneurs and business owners, living their dream life on their own terms. Grab your favorite note taking device, lean back, and get inspired. I believe that everything you need to create the life of your dreams is already within you. Today, I have the honor connecting with Nimi. Nimi, as a coach, is guiding women towards embracing their inner strength, finding their voice, and cultivating unshakable confidence. Thank you for being here, Nimi. Welcome to my show. Could you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about you?
1: Thank you so much, Ivana. It's an absolute pleasure and an honor for me as well to be talking to you. And of course, you're beautiful audience. Um, I was born in Tanzania in East Africa. I've lived in both England and Canada and am now in the US and have been here for a few years. I am a life coach. I haven't defined a niche yet, so (laughs) I call myself a life coach. and I support women in overcoming their inner critical voice and just the disempowering thoughts and feelings that they get. And I help them discover their true worth, which they may not, or rediscover their true worth, which they may not have access to yet, because there's a lot of feelings of overwhelm and anxiety coming up for them. And uh, also their true confidence, which also hides behind all of these feelings.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's this work is needed more than ever I believe because you know then more and more we watch people being confident on social media on tv people who don't have access or not even you know understand this that they can do work like that in order to become confident as the person it always feels a little bit defeating even Right? If you yeah. look at other people yeah. but how how is she? How could she possibly stand there and just be her? How could she possibly stand on that stage if we are now speaking, you know, about careers? If we speak about a corporate career, how could she possibly speak in front, you know, 20 men in a meeting room? Right? How can she speak up to a situation where you know other people would just don't speak at all? I think you're doing very, very valuable work and nowadays, even like you know. It hasn't been more important than today. What has brought you here? Why did you choose to work with unconfidence?
1: I completely agree, by the way, with everything you said, especially about social media and what you see people doing, uh, especially in this industry of uh, media, you know, YouTube videos and stage. And there's so many people getting their face and their voice out there. It's tough for people to imagine themselves, especially introverts or especially people who have been brought up in shy environments, to try to figure this out. But my purpose, again, is to ignite or reignite that light. I feel that there's a spark that ignites and then you get the courage to do this. So and then you rewrite your narratives with fear and all of that. So I think for me, what brings me here just to answer that question you asked is just I provide the space, the safe space in my coaching in terms of I being the one that was on the other side, mm-hmm. and I was the one that struggled, and that's what brought me to coaching. So I would like to do that for somebody else. I would like to help them get to that place where they feel empowered. They feel that they can do work on themselves on limiting beliefs or, you know, finding their true potential because there is so much potential in all of us. I don't care what age you are. I don't care where you come from. All of that, of course, is important. I'm not saying it's not. But the true power that each one of us have counters all of it. It really does. And so that's what I was able to do. And that's why I'm here in coaching, hoping to do that for other people.
0: You have no idea how much I love that. I I truly love that. And I think you said it very beautiful. I would like to go a little bit more into depth of your personal story that you have been there too, right? You felt the same. Yes. It's courage. Would you like to give us a little deep dive into your previous life before you started changing for better? And how... Did you get out of there? What was the last part that, you know, when you said like, okay, now it has been enough. I got to do something about it.
1: It's a great question because that's, it's such an important part of my journey as a coach. I think it's more important to, uh, for me to, it's the most important thing for me to always remember Mm -hmm. that that's where I was to even be able to relate to a client My journey into life coaching began very unexpectedly. I had never heard of a life coach. And so this was completely out of the blue for me. It was born out of my own profound struggle. And for me, I was at one point in the depths of my darkest moments when I felt utterly defeated and just I felt like there was no up anymore. I had no career. I had spent a lot of years in taking care of my health. I had been diagnosed with health issues in my early 20s. So I had struggled for a long time, a good 10, 15 years in that. By the time I had come out on to the other side, I had realized I had no career. People had moved on in their life, my friends and family. Mm -hmm. And I was stuck in this place. I I just didn't know how to how to get out or go up from here. So that's where my struggle began. And for me, there was this one day, and that's the most important day I feel. For me, it began at this moment where I was down at the lowest and I heard a voice, a voice that sounded a little bit like me. It sounded very similar to my voice, but it was not. It was not because I could hear it being very, it was filled with wisdom and determination, which I was not feeling at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was not determined at all. So it sounded strange, otherworldly. And this voice had had a conviction that it needed to give me. And it demanded that I rise from this place that I was in. And I remember this statement that I heard, It said, how dare you not think that I'm worthy? Mm -hmm. It was so clear, Ivana. I can't even tell you how clear that sentence was. How dare you not think that I'm worthy? And that statement has changed my life. It's completely changed my life because I realized that unconsciously I was allowing my inner critical voice to bring me down. Mm -hmm. You know, the world circumstances, they were what they were, but I was doing this to myself as well.
0: I was adding. You can't just your situation you've been in, which was already difficult on its own to go through and to see everybody moving on and you not being able to at that point. And on top of that, you've been telling yourself that even if you could, you probably would not succeed. Exactly. You mm-hmm. would not
1: make it. I mean, what do you have now?
0: There's nothing left. Blah, blah, blah.
1: And that day marked the turning point in my life. I got professional help because I knew I needed that mm-hmm. that helping hand. I mm-hmm. couldn't do this on my own. I knew that. And I so I sought professional help. I embarked on this healing journey to heal all of these places that were coming up for me. You know, these these un these wounded places in my in my heart and my being that just were giving me these these kinds of things to think about, which I really did not appreciate. Mm-hmm. So getting help was important. So slowly I found my strength and gradually I found my resilience. And that's when I made that firm decision to say, you know, I can do this for me. I can do this for someone else. Because I was able to do this. I was able to get up, rise and meet that girl that showed up in my head and said, how dare you? Mm-hmm. Hoping that I'm that girl that shows up for all of my clients saying, how dare you not think that you're worthy?
0: Mm-hmm. I understand. It's very, very beautiful, Nimi. I'm just, you know, <laughs> sometimes when... I'm having these interviews and these conversations on my podcast. I really sometimes dive into just listening what people have to say. It causes goosebumps. It you know makes me really quiet. So sometimes I just have to force myself to focus because I know I have to ask the next question. So. really made me quiet for a moment so that's why I'm now like catching a breath (laughs) thank you so much for sharing it's very beautiful so thank you thank you for listening I appreciate you listening to the story I do I do I I would have never thought it was podcasting like you know doing podcasts could be so much fun and yeah I think if it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be doing it. So, yeah, I do listen. I, you know, sometimes I even learn. Sometimes I get inspired. Sometimes, you know, it can be a lot. So thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. (laughs) I have a ton of questions. Let's start. You mentioned earlier that as well, spirituality contributed to the process, your healing process. Would you like to elaborate a little bit on that?
1: Yes, my journey, my spiritual journey began at a very, very young age, when I didn't even realize that that had Mm -hmm. already started, was when I was very young, I lived with my grandparents in East Africa, we have joint families. And so I lived with my parents and my grandparents. And during those childhood years of mine, those precious years of childhood, I held a faith in higher power because my grandparents were both uh, believers in the higher power. So they would teach us this and they would tell us these beautiful stories. I was nurtured by these enchanting tales of gods and goddesses and their stories of empowerment and their stories of good succeeding over evil and Mm -hmm. just these wonderful tales of, of power and not just male power, but female power, like the power of a woman. And there are a lot of tales in, in my religion that um, encourage so much of the power of a, a man to be half of it belongs to a woman. And so it's called Shakti, which is the, the power of a woman. And a man actually needs the Shakti mm-hmm. to be able to conquer. So you cannot have one and not have the other. So it's more of a yin and yang type situation, like a half and half. You cannot. And so I learned all of that in childhood, not realizing that was the beginning of my spirituality journey. So when I embarked, embarked on this um, journey where I was embracing the realm of the unseen and just it all came effortlessly to me. Manifestation and the belief in manifestation came so easily for me because I had already known that there's a power within us. I had already known. I just didn't know how to get into that vibration. Mm-hmm. To bring so, it
0: up again, to to on one hand, maybe remember, right? Again, what it yes, was, yes. how it went.
1: And and how it works in terms of like how do I conjure it within myself? What do I, what steps do I have? to, you know, take to get to that powerful place where I can now manifest. So Mm -hmm. that was very powerful for me to actually already have that background. And now I was healing. And so I was getting to a place where it was like, I'm going to ask you to imagine a mirror that's Mm -hmm. filled with just like, it's dirty. It's filled with dust and mud and things like that. Those are all the things that society and your whole life you are conditioned with. That's You can't see yourself anymore mm-hmm. on that mirror. What I was doing is slowly taking that off, taking all of the gunk off and cleaning the mirror so I could see myself. And until you see yourself, you cannot manifest anything mm-hmm. because it's all from within your power. I needed to realize where that Shakti was within myself. So it was an incredible way to to get there and so this served as a catalyst a powerful catalyst in allowing me to envision all the different selves versions of myself I'm gonna call them because you know the version you're getting of me today is going to not be the same in one month Mm -hmm. so I have to envision that girl one month later who's grown one month later so but it's easy for me because I have this background, this beautiful spiritual um, background from childhood.
0: I love that. I would like to <laughs> dive deep, deeper into this topic. You yes, so yes. You were speaking of you needed to find the space to manifest from. How yes. do we find that space? First of all, yeah, how do we find that space and how do we manifest? I know it's a whole, a whole procedure, but uh, yes. if you could cut it short for us to give us a little impression, like to how to Absolutely. start, right? Because it's not uh, shouting something at the mirror. It is not wishful thinking, um, right? That you just, or maybe to write down something to put it under your pillow and to hope that it's gonna it's gonna appear the next day, right? So yes. take us through it. Give us a little bit more insight. What is manifestation?
1: First of all, um,
0: for me. To I love this topic by the way, Ivana. <laughs> I'm so
1: happy to talk about it, the unseen. But manifestation, I believe, is to create something that's already in existence. Yeah. Which yeah. is a is a, it's it's complete opposite of what I just I just gave you um, uh, the funniest sentence out there. Because if it's already existing, why are you creating it? What mm-hmm. you're actually creating is not. It's already in existence, and that's a fact. What you're creating is a belief that you believe that it already exists. Mm. So until you can have that deep-rooted belief, then none of it will come true. You know, you can try it. You can put all t- all of those tools into practice, and they're wonderful tools, by the way. Mirror work is amazing. Just. Even when you do affirmations, it's amazing. When you write things down over and over, great technique. But none of it is going to prove valuable to Mm -hmm. you or much valuable, I'll say, if that deep-rooted belief is missing. So for me, manifestation is that it already exists. Do you believe that
0: it actually
1: exists?
0: All right. That's interesting. How do we feel whether we believe it or not?
1: I think for me, it started with healing my old wounds. So I had to, for example, let's talk about a partner, like a a, a ideal partner. Mm -hmm. I had to go back and figure out why I choose certain types of partners and then go back into my childhood and figure out what my connection is, whether it's with my parents or whether it's with people that had taken care of me as a child, Um, because that's your first relationship, intimate relationship, Mm -hmm. in terms of someone taking care of you and you taking care of them, love, exchange of love. I needed to find out what that relation was, relationship to figure out why I'm carrying all of that over to the next relationship and to the next and the next. So begin healing that relationship with yourself um, and your, I guess, your former self, your child self. Mm -hmm. Until, Until I think I did that, I did not even realize how I love, why I love the way I do. All of us Mm -hmm. have a different style of love. Um, So I can't just be like, I'm such a great person. Why can't I manifest a great person in return? I have to call myself out and say, I'm not such a great person yet. And then go back and figure out how do I do that? How do I become that? How do I become
0: that? Yes. Yes. All right. Makes me think. I have a a little little relation to that which I would like to share and this is in yes. you know believing of not being worthy of, of something that can mm-hmm. be sometimes we always think you know it's it doesn't need to be always a big trauma yeah there can also be like just you know little things uh, you know that we experienced as a child that caused this trauma which is you know it, it might not even come up during our entire life it was just something we misunderstood as a kid that hit hard in one way or the other and we were carrying it around. and there must have been something in my childhood that I know my mother was working very hard for us
1: for mm. us you know
0: to just be able to provide the life she wanted us to have, right School. Yes school trips, uh, whatever it was, it was all accessible, but I know she worked hard. And I remember there was something in the supermarket I really wanted to have. I, I don't know what it was anymore. I was very little. It was expensive. And I asked for it. And my mom just, I don't know if she consciously, unconsciously, she just mentioned that price and asked me, do you really want this? Mm, and yeah it must have been so much you know like in my state in my head that later on everything that exceeded this number in the supermarket I was not buying and I was wondering like what is that funny thing that I don't want to buy anything you know if it's not a necessity above a certain amount
1: wow that's incredible
0: it is and I was you know I, I didn't know why and I've been doing a lot of work and these little pieces are just sometimes coming together as I do more inner work, as I, you know, working on myself on different areas in life and, you know, trying to become every day a little bit better, a better version of myself. But this is something what you mean with the roots, right? With the roots that it comes from. So you eventually you understand it's not, you the person right now but it has something been from the past and we can acknowledge the past and let it go that's and, right and then yes. it just takes a bit more time till we really believe it but I think the moment we acknowledge it and realize it I think this is the moment where we can create some sort of a belief towards what we should believe that we are worth anything everything
1: yeah yeah <laughs> I but i love that because that child held on to that belief that i am not worthy of anything above that price mm-hmm. you know it's too much it's too much you know that word too much is such a it comes back especially as women uh, i'm sure it comes back from men as well i don't mean to to you know sort of make it a woman thing. But as women, I can say as a woman, it, that word too much comes around so much for me with all of my beliefs. And for you, it's like you... So first you realized that I have this situation where I've taken this belief and put it on my on my heart and now I believe that nothing above this price is worthy for me to buy uh, or I'm not worthy of, of it. What you now do is you practice actually rewriting that in your own in your own self in saying I can and I will and then you end up buying something on a regular basis that is above that price so that you're building your practice because believing in your mind is perfectly fine but until you put it into practice your body and your your um, mind will not be
0: in alignment mm, okay that's the next step
1: yeah, shopping is the
0: next step for you, Ivana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm now most mostly over it. I mean, I'm also, you know, sometimes I have to be you not know, to go all over crazy on that and be like, okay, sometimes I also need to watch my wallet. Right. Yes. And there yes. is a, there is a fine grid, you know, I could just horse that and be like, yeah, I deserve it all, whether I need it or not. But there has been a thing I, I was working through and I found this really like such a minor thing. Such a small thing that this little girl was holding on to. And it was not even meant as such.
1: Yeah, yeah, it it wasn't. It
0: hurt me. So it doesn't always need to be something big. There can be like what I wanted to point out, small little minor things that, that, that we drag along and we will keep on dragging them along till we actually suffocate on it, right? Yes, what a wonderful insight that
1: is. Thank you for sharing that story. And that's, it's perfect, isn't it? It's the perfect way of letting your audience or anyone who's listening know that trauma, the word trauma, is so heavy. People get scared to, mm-hmm. to approach it. They're like, oh, but I don't have any trauma. I didn't... It, trauma doesn't need to be heavy. It doesn't need to be something that's um, very sort of uh, scary mm. that happened to you. It really does have to do with what you've
0: taken from that. Yeah, absolutely. And what I also learned during my long ago healing journey, where my therapist asked me, like, do we re- really need to name it? Like, do we need mm. to give it a name, or can mm. we just call it, you know, whatever you tell me at that moment? Because if it all, you know, it doesn't need to be named either. It's uh, if somebody yeah. gets uncomfortable calling it a trauma or a problem or an obstacle, whatever it is, I don't know. Call it panda bear.
1: Yeah, kind of yeah. Or,
0: You know, whatever it is. Yeah. I love
1: that. I love that. Yeah. I love that. In uh, in my coaching, we actually call them gremlins. <laughs> That's cute. So, you know, and, and we get you to imagine, at least I do as a coach. This is my technique. I get you to imagine um, what it looks like. And so you can actually visualize it and the mm-hmm. gremlins. So for me, it's like one of those life-sucking individuals from Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> But it could be anything for you. Absolutely. Uh and so you know, you you it's it's you name it, you visualize it, so it becomes an actual entity that you can say, I got this, I got mm-hmm. this, I have the power, it's just an entity. I i yes. I I build my own strength and power so I can defeat it. Love
0: it. Absolutely love <laughs> it. Yeah. And I think there's so much potential out there and you know, people just they will, I don't know. A question I have, a last question I have for you. What What advice can you give, Nimi? You know, if somebody is now sitting in this, being in this position of not believing or not being worthy, feeling of not being worthy, being on a very low point, how do we even, you know, approach somebody to talk about? It is sometimes also, you know, just difficult to admit being in such a situation. Yes,
1: it really is. And I've been there. I've been there where I knew about. um, I definitely. I'm a psychology major, and I didn't go get help. So Mm -hmm. it's understandable. I get it. I get it. I get why the resistance exists. Maybe it's cultural. Maybe it comes from years of uh, hearing things about it that sound a little bit. There's a word that we pe- you, use in this industry. You must have heard it. Woo woo. Uh, mm-hmm. It's sounding a little too esoteric and in another like another realm, and you just don't want to believe in things like that because you believe in practicality of life. Totally understandable where you're coming from. But the point here is that not all of us as coaches and as people that help you go through this and help you through uh, to the other side are perfect. We are not perfect in any sense. So mm-hmm. that's what is so important to understand that we are imperfect. We are navigating our own healing journeys. We get where you're coming from because we were probably there one day, <laughs> mm-hmm. they were in the past. And so we are not, you know, on these thrones, like perched from this exalted position, from this spiritual throne, trying to be like, well, come here. I'm going to teach you the secret of life. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's so much. You know, although I would love a throne to coach from, that would be fantastic, (laughs) maybe a crown too, but that's personal. (laughs) But uh, I just feel that there's so much stopping you. There's so much resistance from stopping you from getting that, receiving that help, that helping hand, that will assist you into your healing. Mm -hmm. And I just feel the resistance as important as I think it is, uh, does need to be just face it, face the resistance. Mm -hmm. Because if you, once you get through the resistance, then what you get is just a beautiful journey of growth, never ending growth, by the way. But it's so beautiful that none of us want to look back. You, me, I'm sure everyone you've spoken to on this podcast, not one person will ever say, I want to look back and change this now. Yeah. None I'm of us back. want to go back. Never. Yeah. No, ever. No. no, no. I always say this. Once you see it, you can never unsee it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and it's so true. So, so none of us have, we are all messy. We haven't got any lofty spiritual standards. <laughs> so, <laughs> Please don't be overwhelmed. Go get the help. That would be my advice. Learn to, to face your resistance because Any guidance or practical tools that you require are on the other side of resistance because there are so many coaches. If you say, I don't like the spirituality part of things, can you help me more in a practical way? Absolutely. There's a coach out there for you. So I feel that that empowerment that you will receive on the other side of this is so worth you getting through that resistance. So get
0: through the resistance. I agree. Thank you for sharing, thank you for sharing. I would love to round this conversation up with my last and most favorite question. What do people misunderstand the most about you, Nimi? You know,
1: I feel it's this, this, I'm
0: going to connect it to this is that people think that I'm
1: too woo woo and Mm -hmm. that they're, they're not going to get this, this part of the process, I'm going to call it. And, uh, they get scared. They get very scared and overwhelmed with Mm -hmm. all the word, all the, the terminology that we throw out there. Um, and understandable, you know, I, I just feel that our purpose is to meet you where you are. Our purpose is to use the language that is relatable, to use the approaches that are available to you mm-hmm. in a relatable way. So I, people misunderstand this woo-woo realm and they think it's all that. It's actually not. And that we are coming from this amazing place of, oh, I'm such a healed yeah, like a healer or whatever you want to call it. Um, I I really don't like to define it like that. I'm just a person that worked on these things A, B, C, D, and they worked really well for me, and I feel empowered. I'd like that for you.
0: All right, I get that. So you <laughs> you are not only you know sitting in dark places with your candles on and singing weird songs, right? Wouldn't that be funny if I did that in <laughs> coaching? i'm sure it exists as well and now i'm laughing i'm making a joke about it but guys whatever helps you i mean not everybody is as spiritual some people find their spirituality i think from deep within we people are spiritual but yes whether this is something you want to pursue or not i think people can find this as well on a later stage in life or never and never there is not only spirituality there is also practicality and different approaches to- yes. All
1: all I think we are looking for you, the, the person that's listening or the person that is wanting to make changes in your life, is that you are able to create wellness in your life. Whatever that means to you, we are okay with that. Whatever stage you are at and whatever next step you'd like to take, it's totally, absolutely um, judgment-free. Your wellness is number one, your wellness in mind, your wellness in heart, your wellness in body, your wellness in spirit, whatever that may be to you, we'll meet you there.
0: I love this. Thank you for rounding up this conversation. (laughs) So how can people connect with you, Nimi?
1: The best place to meet um, and connect with me is Instagram. I use it very often and I love interacting with people there. And I'm also creating an amazing, uh, I'm already in the process of doing it. And it's called, um, the actual program is called Pleaser to Power, which takes a person from a people-pleasing point of view to a powerful point of view where you are able to manifest that ideal self that we are all dreaming of but don't know how to get to so it's an amazing program there are master classes available there's question answer available so if anybody is interested dm me on instagram
0: because that's where i'm mostly hanging out <laughs> all right we will do so i will put it all in the show notes so people can reach out to you easily and with that said thank you so much for being my guest Nini.
1: Thank you, Ivana. It's so wonderful to have this conversation with you. I am truly, truly grateful for your energy. Thank you.
0: Hey, do you want to create fantastic reels with unique captions quickly? This script has saved me time and brought back the fun of creating reels. The writing, transcript editing, and recording program automatically detects errors, ARMs, and speech gaps, and much more. I became an affiliate of this script because it eliminates the sucky part of reel and video editing and adds much value to my work as a coach and creator. You can try this script for free by clicking the link in the show notes and reach out to me if you. If you need help with your first edit,